Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. are both prolific readers get us with our words and we've been threatening <laughs> to talk about books on this podcast for quite a while now i am very thrilled to say that we've decided to devote a whole episode today to the joy of reading Yay. take it away carla it's, lich. it's my favorite subject oh. i used to be a librarian i still scan and organize all my books i bloody love books it's the best thing ever In i fact, love this issue I love that you scan and organise your books. I'm so jealous. The, the, you I mean, know, like the games I, that you play in when you're younger and most people play things like uh, mum with with baby and stuff like I used to be teacher and I used to be librarian. This is what I would do. So yeah, I'm so, um, highly my, jealous. My, my best friend Julia and I had um, county libraries. We had a whole <gasps> library and then expanded into different businesses, which I feel, given that we both now run multiple things, was actually slightly frighteningly you know crystal ball-esque yeah. because we were only about seven at the time um but yes so i still actually trip over books every now and again which have a little post-it note in the front with a hand-drawn barcode on it and a stamp uh, because what? is it overdue clearly, we never got around to clearing those <laughs> clearly overdue from county libraries yes no i love books um the scanning thing i'll probably go into in a bit more detail later but um they are pretty much the only thing that's organized in my house my camera wow. my camera gear my model horses and my books everything else is chaos there you go there you go um so you can see where my priorities live in life but yes i, think <laughs> I was the just biggest, about the to biggest... say the same thing <laughs> mum always comes in and she's like they're perfect they're dusted they're organized in color order of you know you, you can scan and you know whether why is everything else such a state and i'm like me not a priority <laughs> not a priority um i actually used to have a friend in um in London, he kept books in his dishwasher because um, he didn't ever cook in his <laughs> tiny London flat and he lived elsewhere at weekends. And so when you opened the dishwasher, there were books Fabulous. stacked. It makes quite a good, quite quite a good stacking. Well, yeah, anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, I don't like washing up, so there's no way I'm going to use something as useful as a dishwasher for my precious books. Also, I water, agree. books. Yeah. Mm. I, mind you, I also, um, I don't know if anyone ever watched Sex in the City, but I'm sure she used to store books in her stove as well. So I also feel that's Ooh. probably even less fire um, hazard though yeah oh she never used her stove i think that was the point so oh but still well I, i'm assuming this guy didn't ever use his dishwasher either in all fairness but yeah oh that's really weird yeah I, so life, talking, life imitates art indeed but, so hmm. talking about reading then carla obviously mm. i'm not going to ask the question when did you start reading because i'm sure uh, well, no, no, uh, shall we shall we do that because i know some people don't we come can talk to it about at that. a later i mean stage. i'm gonna sound I'm going to in, sound like an insufferable ass, but we can talk about that. <laughs> Go on, now um, you have to finish that sentence. <laughs> so I don't ever remember not reading. Mm -hmm. And mum claims I was reading proper books by the age of three and a half. Wow. Which made me very, very unpopular. Well, popular and unpopular at school, because uh, by the time I got to school and we were reading little books, I was then past the end of the book and asking when the next book and was a bit of a precocious ass. No, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I was deliberately an ass. I was just... I just really loved words. Yeah, same. Really loved words. Same. I think um, actually that's interesting because I I would answer in almost the same way and, and say that I don't remember uh, a time when I ever not, I didn't read. Not reading, not, not um, understanding the words. Yeah, the page, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, it's... Um, it's... I do remember one of my earliest memories, so I would have probably only been four or five, was stealing my dad's maglite torch and trying to read under the covers after lights out and being told that I mustn't do that because that would be really bad for my already fairly shit eyesight. Um, I, yeah. 
Okay. Don't you put me off. I'm gonna. Don't you put me off. I'm gonna match you on that because I also used to read under my covers in bed. I didn't bother stealing a mag light though. I would just try and read in the dark. Oh, Sarah. That well, it could be worse. You could have tried a candle. I guess. Um, <laughs> but that is also why I end up with glasses at the age of twelve. So. Oh, see, I've had glasses since the age of four. Yeah. Um, and mum apparently was really nervous that I would um not want to wear them. In fact, actually, I I attribute to my obsession with books uh, from an early age. They say you form your habits, don't they, before the age of five years mm. old. And I am at least three quarters convinced that the reason I, one of the reasons I love books, partly because, you know, you can stare at some old tree and hallucinate. And I just think that's a wonderful thing about books. But um, <laughs> there's, there's something in there about, yeah, you, you form your habits before the age of five. And I had really quite bad eyesight. So currently my eyes are minus five in my left eye and minus 10 in my right eye. Like I do not have good eyesight. Pretty bad. And it's not ever been that much better. And when I was small, I would be parked in front of the TV like other kids, particularly at other kids' houses. And I would shuffle closer and closer and closer. And then some well-meaning parent would come and drag me backwards to a reasonable distance from the TV. And I'd shuffle closer. This would repeat for a while. And then I'd get bored and I'd fuck off and find a book. Because the book, I could hold as close to my face as I wanted. And, and no nobody one pulled you shit. away. Exactly. No one yeah, pulled me away. That's a good point. And I'm sure that that's part of it. Well, part of the reason I'm not that fussed about TV and films is that in the early part of my life, I physically couldn't see them mm. um, enough to pay attention. And I do know that the reason that I got glasses in the first place is because uh, at... Um, school so it was like a like a reception class at school um, and I wasn't paying attention at the front so the teacher put me at the back and I paid even less attention at which point she phoned my parents and said have you considered taking her for an eye test <laughs> wow <laughs> it took four. that long though. took that long so then when I got the glasses mum was really worried that I wouldn't um want to wear them because in the 80s glasses were not oh, they were yes. not pretty mm. Even for kids, they were like massive and chunky. And then she said she was amazed because I put them on and apparently one of the first things I did was pick up a book and I could see the book and that was me sorted. I was quite happy to wear them. Oh, amazing. So, um, so yeah, so I feel like that's maybe my, that's how I started, not how I started reading, but I'm sure that's one of the reasons reading is so important to yeah. me because I couldn't see the other stuff that was providing imagination and entertainment and stuff. I don't have, about you? I don't have as, in, as interesting a story. In fact, I don't have a story really. I just remember, I don't say, no. I don't remember ever having a time that I didn't read. That was just, I think maybe just because I was, I was a very shy, awkward child. I didn't have many friends at school. Um, and so I turned to books. Books were my friends. That, that books was my, simple as that. Books have always been yeah. my friends. Yeah. And actually it's funny, I've got quite a few friends who write now. And I, it finally feels acceptable to say... Um, you know actually I think of your characters as my friends yeah. whereas for a long long time I don't know if this is something you've ever done but I once blogged about it and uh, and several people then came to me and went oh my god I do that too I thought it was really embarrassing I thought it was just me so we'd be chatting about something this is this has been from from quite young but right the way into adulthood into you know recent adulthood and someone will say something, I don't know, oh, so-and-so who's gone skiing at such and such a place. And I'd be like, oh, my friend's been there. And I'd then proceed to regale them with this anecdote of my friend. And then I'd get home and I'd be like, that wasn't a friend. That was a character in a book. Bollocks. Do you think they'll notice if they've read the right book? Oh, the my same God, book? yeah. Yeah. And I, but I wouldn't necessarily know... Like, it felt like an anecdote from a friend, like yeah. all of my other many anecdotes from my friends, the stories that my friends tell me. Like, I've always been a storyteller. My friends always tell me stories. I collect stories. And so it wouldn't always occur to me that it was a yeah, story. Yeah, just from... kind of blurring the lines between real life yeah. and what you've yeah, read, yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and actually, you said books. Your books have always been... Characters and books have always been my friends. Yes. Um, have always been 
sometimes people I turn to for advice, mm. which maybe sounds a little bit weird, but yeah. is, is definitely something that works for me. You know, what would this person do? What would that character think? Um, I think it's quite... I think it's quite magical. Like you say, we're staring at a bit of paper yes. with some squiggles on it. And, and it and transports you to a whole new world. That's what I love world. about them. I mean, yeah. for me as well, I, they were a um, they were an outlet. They were an escape route for me as well. For when, like when I was being bullied in school, I used to go and hide in the toilets and I would have a book with me and I would sit there yes, and read the because book. Because in the book, you can get away from wherever it is yes. you are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, <laughs> Excuse me, likewise, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So... Uh, <laughs> So let's talk about reading styles then, because I think that's one of the things we were going to kind of broach. How? What's your kind of reading style? I know it's changed a little bit recently, <laughs> hasn't it? Yeah. So last year, for the first time in my life, I really struggled with not being able to read due to lockdown. And, and I think my brain was just full. Mm. Um, but my reading style is super speedy. And to nobody's surprise, I always have multiple books on the go. You are super speedy as a reader. It absolutely amazes me how quickly you read. I'm very I'm jealous. So for, I have so many books to read. When, when we say super speedy, I regularly don't get out of bed on a Sunday morning until I've read an entire book cover to cover, yeah. which will take me maybe a couple of hours, maybe three if I'm slow. And I think for a long time, again, less so as I'm an adult because I've managed to do it consistently, but when I was young, I would read a book and my teacher, parent, you know, random relative that was looking after me, whoever it was that I was telling it, they'd say, you can't have read it that quickly. And then they'd try and test me and they'd say things like, oh, so when did... um, when did Sally find the monkey in the circus? And I'd be like, oh, on page 247. And they'd be like, oh, about halfway down on the left-hand side. They'd be like, oh, okay, you did read it. Have you got one so, of those... Of course I bloody read it! Have you got one of those memories or something? What do they call it? The, like, the, is it didactic? Like a photographic memory. Or yeah. I, don't, I don't actually know the wording. I've, I've always thought of it as photographic, yeah. So I also had, um, and this is where I get to admit, on air to the world. Um, it wasn't cheating, but one of the reasons I think I did so well in my GCSEs and my A-levels with quite minimal revision is because I was able to take the books in in my head. Mm. I would never have cheated, but once I'd read something, it st- once I read something, it, it stays, stays in my there. head. That's quite impressive. I'm very Slightly jealous. less so in adulthood because my head has more in it in adulthood. <laughs> Lots um, more stress and lot, There's a lot more and, shit going yeah, around it like, before the books get Multiple looking, businesses yeah. to run, you but, know, um, and houses yeah. to house to but look I do, after. I, I'm interested, though, because I, I think for me, that it was a long time before I realised that wasn't normal. Mm. Um, in the same way as I suppose lots of things. But for me, that was just how I read. And, and that's how I've always read. I've yeah. always read quickly. I've always. And I didn't realise it wasn't normal to have several on the go. What I will say is I rarely have two of the same genre on the go at the time. So I might have a fluffy fiction and a fantasy and a memoir and a non-fiction business book. I might be reading four books at once, but they won't overlap yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, because there are limits to my brain, well, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you say that's not normal to read multiple books at once, but I also used to read multiple. In fact, I still do oh, read multiple yeah. books do you still at do? once. I yeah. do now. I've gone back to it now. But um, Okay, so tell me about your reading styles and how it's kind of shifted. Oh, it has really massively shifted. I reached a point, there was a point where I had, I, I had regularly something like 14 or 15 books on the go and i kindred spirit right there but i got to the point though where i was struggling to keep up that was the that was the thing with that many books i i didn't know where whether i was coming or going i wasn't finishing any of them because there were so many of them um i was getting confused between them and then i suddenly it um i almost hit a wall with them really and and i stopped reading all of them all at once and closed them all down and i Went through, I, this, I think this is around the time I joined the ambulance service or I was work, I'd, in like the first couple of years of the ambulance service. It was also when I'd um, stopped writing um, 
and I stopped. Which is probably linked. Yeah, probably linked. But I stopped reading pretty much anything outside of like work related, boring ambulance related manuals and things. So for, and I'm I mean I stopped reading. Quite. Uh, probably for close to like two or three years which feels like a really horrendous thing to admit having just been through the best part of a year where i just couldn't read it was about i think it was about november before i managed to actually read a book yeah which since march last year and i struggled so much with that i don't really know how you lived i know that sounds dramatic it, no no books I, are literally I agree. part of my lifeblood i mean literally i always get cross when people don't I'm like use use literally properly for goodness <laughs> sake but actually in this in this circumstance, circumstances yes. it does feel actually quite appropriate yes. because i didn't know how to live without books yes. and I was very lost and lots of people said Carly you seem a bit a bit off mm. what's wrong and I was like can't read books can't read anything can't watch films can't have no, no escapism literally what the fuck yeah do I, exactly. I can't live like yeah, this like yeah, what is this yeah, yeah. I so agree. it was really hard yes. really difficult I absolutely agree so I mean, how did you come out of that how did you I think I realized that I hadn't read for for a long time and um and it it not frightened me it worried me it was it was i, I felt like almost like a, a kind of like a heartache over it i was very sad mm, about I can, it i can relate i can definitely relate yeah so i basically forced myself back into reading again that's what i did i picked up a book but what one of the things i when i looked back at it and i, I realized it probably was because i'd had so many books going on and it was just too much of, of an overwhelm for me so i went back to i um i went back to reading and i said i'm go- just going to read one book at a time that is what I'm going to do. And I did that for a few years, actually. Literally only read one book at a time. And I think I went through... Uh, the first year, I read something like six books in a year, which is unbelievably ridiculous to me now, you know. Cause six books in a year, really, you know. Even now, the numbers I'm reading at the moment don't even come close to what I used to read. Um, but it's more than six books now. But, um, yeah. Although, just, just for, for clarity... One book a year is fine if you're not used to reading books. True. You know, like I would never, I would say all reading for is me, good it was, reading. that was not good enough, but hey. But for me, I can get through six in a week, so I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm feeling, I'm finding this quite uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You understand my discomfort, yes. Very much. Yeah, so, yeah. and I had to basically build it back up again. And in the last few years, I've started going back to reading multiple books, but I have learned the, the same thing as you not to read more than one of each uh, genre. So, actually, typically, mm. what I do now is I have. One piece, one fiction and one non-fiction on the go at the same time because uh, it was it was I'd got to I read this wonderful thing I think it was last year maybe the year before where someone else was talking about reading more than one book at a time and they were like you know what what is the problem with reading more than one book at a time sometimes you only want to read some fiction and other times you might want to re- read a piece of non-fiction so why can't you have multiple books to to cater for your your mood and your feeling at that moment. And that is why I have a very sturdy wooden bedside table that has enough space and width and uh, <laughs> decent legs so up. it can cope with a whole pile of... Well, actually, when I, when I first when I lived with Jules um, in my first house of my first flat of my own, which I shared with one of my best friends, um, we actually had books propping up the TV and Amazing. we had books... I had books propping up my... In fact, I don't, I'm not sure I had a nightstand. I think I might have just had books and then a big book on the top because we had so many books between us yeah. we seemed stupid with this tiny little flat and like nine massive bookshelves between us <laughs> we had fuck all else we were borrowing furniture and like fold up chairs people came around for dinner furniture but we had books. all of the books because we're both we've always been lifelong absolutely book yeah that's um, like my and dream actually it was wonderful it yeah. was it was me ma- i mean I, it did make me sad so i'm down now i think at that point i had about 600 700 books i think now i'm down to about 
400 but that went down to about 200 for a while and i've been steadily building it back up i'm not even close um, to that carla because I, I unfortunately i live with a husband who feels that once a book is read they have to go i mean there's a simple solution to that <laughs> well, get rid of the husband. just yeah. ditch the husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah he knows he knows my feeling about this no i mean i think i can i could i could actually in fact when i do the show notes i'll check library thing because i have them all catalogued and i have them all archived and the reason for that is because i reached a point where i was buying so I have various so things like Discworld, which is, if you're a Discworld fan, you'll know it's more or less endless. There are just hundreds yeah. and hundreds of books. There's so many books, which is obviously wonderful. Um, I'm also a big fan of Chiclet, like proper fluffy Chiclet, which often have quite similar plots. And I found myself, not with my favourite authors, but with random authors, buying the same book in a different cover. So I'd go into a charity oh. shop, I'd come home with 15 new books, and I'd find that five of them I already own. <laughs> so I got myself library thing in a book scanner, and now that doesn't happen anymore, oh. <laughs> which is helpful. Um, but I feel like something I would really like to talk about in relation to reading is um so we're obviously both big readers we we read a lot we read lots of different things I had an epiphany so when I was working in a library I often used to take 14 15 books home at once because I think 14 was the limit from the oh I, I used to max um, out my limit as well definitely problematically once I stopped working for the library I used to continually also take 14 books but when you don't work for the library you get fines if you don't take them back on time yes so I have definitely funded some of Essex Library's <laughs> book collection <laughs> with my epic massive fines um, because I just didn't think because for a couple of years I hadn't had to think about fines because you just didn't get them like the library staff card didn't you didn't get fines um anyway um but one of the one of the things i had and actually that was something that came to me so i worked at the library about because about 2008 nine ish so quite a long time ago now i was thinking about three years ago but apparently it was more than a decade ago who knew and um it was while working there and i had the whole young adult section was one of my sections to look after so i had the whole section to myself like in the after hours when I was looking at them restacking and reshelving books and then I had that section of the stacks which is where they keep the books that circulate on and off or books that need repairing or new books that come in before they've been labelled and then there were book sales and then there were you know the books that came round when the reps came round and then there was um, the headquarters when we visited headquarters and there were even more books there and it was during that time that I had this epiphany that I am never going to read all the books oh, that I want to. Oh, my God. And isn't that a, isn't that a really disappointing epiphany? Well, <laughs> interestingly, no. Oh. Because hot on the heels of that epiphany, which was sad, came... But that means if I'm not enjoying something, I can just let it the fuck go. Yes. Oh, yes. This is one and of my favourite topics. And that was brilliant because, yes. because honestly, I was one of those people that if I picked up a book, I had to read it to the... Now, admittedly, reading it to the bitter end for me means spending another hour reading it and then it's kind of done and it's fine. <laughs> for someone wasn't, like me, wasn't that could be weeks. a chunk out of my life. For someone yeah. like me, that could be weeks rather than an hour. You know, if it was something like, you know, Dickens, it might take me, I don't know, a few weeks. So it wasn't... And that's this is the trouble. This is where I sometimes don't talk about books because I do sound like an insufferable twat and I promise I'm not. Um, I just naturally read quickly and I don't know any other way to be. I try reading slowly and English classes were a freaking nightmare for me when people had to read out loud. It's just torturously <laughs> slow when someone else is reading out loud. And then I was always in trouble when they didn't think I was paying attention because I'd read to the end of the book and they were like, oh, and you, now it's your turn. I was like, shit, I have no idea what page we're on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I this this I would always finish a book because I felt that was important somehow that, I agree and then with that. while yeah. surrounded by all of these books I was like oh I could just if I don't like a book I could just give it back mm-hmm. or pass it on now if I buy a book I don't like I pass it on yes. to somebody yeah I do have a kindle but the vast majority of my books are still physical books and oh my god it was so liberating 
It was the, the it as is. I say, it was disappointing to realise that I'm never going to read all the books I want to in my whole lifetime, even at the speed that I read. However, it was this was this freedom to yes. just choose what I love. Yeah. And and it sounds like from your reaction that you've had a similar uh, actually this was massive for me because I was in my twenties before this occurred to me. Uh, this was in huge. your twenties, Carla, I was I was almost forty when I realised it. it's literally only been in the last okay. couple of years, so don't feel bad that about that at all. <laughs> It was my early 20s. We won't talk about that. Mine is, mine, I have, I've I've been saying for years now, the problem I have is that I keep being told, every time someone will say to me, oh, you must read this book. And I go, okay, I'm going to add it to the big long pile of already to books in my to read list, you know, because I have a big wish list of books. I have a to read pile. I've got, you know, I've got books coming out of my ears and no time to read all of them. And um, I found that really stressful. I was, it was really stressing me out. But I was very much like you. I was uh, very much of the mind that once I start this book, I will finish it. Um, yes, by hook or by, by hook, hook I'm going to get to the I end of this to, bloody book. Exactly. If I have to die reading this book, I damn well will, you know. And <laughs> I was so the same. But making, even if I was finding it, each page was painful. Exactly. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm myself, just going to do it. Making myself utterly yeah. miserable reading some books. I have a question because I'm interested to see if it's the same answer as mine. Are these books books that you had chosen and disliked, or books that people had recommended and you disliked, Ooh. or a mixture? Do you know, I don't think I paid attention to that. Maybe some of them, I think probably the majority were recommendations, I think. Okay. Because mine, mine were almost all recommendations of people, especially mm. being a freaking librarian with an English degree. Oh, yeah. People are always going like, to say, oh, you must read oh, this one. you should one. read XYZ yeah. thing. Or, oh, you must have read so-and-so. And in, in my late teens, early 20s, I was like, oh, yeah, I probably should have read that. And so I would get it out and I would read it and then I would be really Do you know, actually... I'll, then I'd be looking at my, my my stack of books on my bedside table like, I could be reading all of those. Why am I still reading those? But so actually, some <laughs> yeah. of the books that were probably in that were in that were were ones that I felt yeah that I should read there was should have read there was a yeah. book um my dad raved about and my dad for a long time was not a reader he's been uh, much more of a prolific reader in, in uh, maybe a little bit before retirement but in his in his in his later years later years yes but some of the books he's read and I mean he's read things like David Copperfield and uh, a lot of the big classics and um there was this one particular book and it's called The Ragged Trousered Philanthropists. I can never say it properly. Okay. Um, and he raves about this book even now. He's, he's, I think he's read it multiple times, actually. I have attempted to read it three times and I have given up every single time. I think it's going to be similar. So my dad, so my parents have always been massive readers. And actually the, the way I got my Kindle was that uh, in about, I think it was about 2014 and we were getting ready to go and one of what, ended up being one of our last family holidays together and I put the cats in the cattery and I packed my suitcases and I turned up at their house ready to go to the airport the following day and we looked at our combined book luggage and realised that it would be cheaper to buy three Kindles than to take all of our books in excess <laughs> luggage. So, so we bought three Kindles in Sainsbury's or wherever and took them with us Amazing. instead. Um, that's how I, because I didn't want a Kindle. I was no, absolutely averse. And mum was like, yes, but I'm not spending that much on a suitcase full of books that you're probably going to leave in the hotel. And I was like, and that's fair. So we were going to Dubai. It was quite long. So yeah, so that was fine. That's how I ended up with it. So my parents have always been big readers, but one of my dad's um, real, again, in his in his older years... Um, so we, we we bonded over things like Bill Bryson. I love Bill Bryson. Oh, me too. There's various authors that we love. Yeah. And then he loved Alan Bennett, like to the point where I read him Alan Bennett on his deathbed. Wow. And I, he kept buying me the books and I have the books and I treasure the books because he got them for me and, and I love him. And, and they're okay, but they don't catch my 
soul in the same way that they appeared to catch his and i feel awful about it but i'm also treasuring them and keeping them because i suspect at some point in my life they will because he never loved them when he was younger he wasn't they were definitely something he discovered and loved in his older age Mm. and so i suspect there might be a age maturity maybe possibly i'm just not mature enough yet i'm gonna i'm gonna keep keep trying i mean i don't know if i'll ever be as mature as he was but you know (laughs) we'll give it a go um so yeah so I, i feel like that's that's really interesting that i think there are things that you know maybe things that fit different times of your life possibly and and actually i want i want to love it because he loved it so much but i just can't get into them i yeah. just don't find and them you know there's a gripping i've got a really yet. good example of that one, one of my absolute favorite authors is jasper ford um oh, yes I, and if you don't know the books i would highly recommend starting off with the thursday next series read the air affair and if you love books and literature anyway the story is about literature. It's fantastic. I love it so much. It is also a little bit of a head fuck. Oh, it's a total head fuck. That's one of the things I like, actually... I, I get, do remember I my first so Just the Ford. I in these books, yeah. I had, well, I didn't... Funnily enough, I didn't know them. And then the least... In fact, both my boyfriends have not been very literary. Sorry, guys, if you're listening, but neither of you are. <laughs> um, but the, the second one... Um, really loved Jasper Ford and so I read some when I was at his house yeah. because there was nothing else to read at his house <laughs> and and I do remember one one weekend a poor sod I'd gone to see him for the weekend and more or less spent the entire weekend with my nose in his Jasper Ford collection um, and that's not a euphemism and um, <laughs> what a euphemism and then kind of emerged at the end of the and I remember driving home down the motorway with with just like this whole new expecting to see dodos walking past it was just a bit like what just happened like what that was some kind of hallucinogenic experience it is amazing you know I just say yeah I do I I can I can relate to loving them but but if you've never read them before just a warning that you might like don't read them before like I don't know something important well I distill dodos into a job interview or something I distinctly remember I would read it on my breaks when I worked in the ambulance control room and I would because that wasn't surreal enough well I'd go outside to have a cigarette because I was still smoking back then take my book with me I'd be out there for like my my 15-20 minute break with my head in the book and then the the 20 minute time would come up I'd close the book and I'd look up and I'd go oh and realise where I it was. Is, it is like that. It's that <laughs> jolt of, you know, and I remember him saying to me, there was, I think the weekend that I was reading, I think he might have had work or something to do. And um, and I do remember him saying, like, Carly, you should probably think about going home in the not too distant future because it was like a three hour drive home. And I was like, yeah, but, 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 book. Mm. And then, and I had a very similar, like, I kind of, and I do the same with Discworld, actually. Discworld is so similar that, um, but then actually Discworld has, is similar enough, but different enough that there is that kind of disconnect. But you wake up and you're like, oh, like when you come out yeah. of it but then in my other favorite fantasy series which is the wheel of time i have been reading that for such a long time like 20 years literally 20 years of my life my entire adult life and, and a bit of my young life and the the characters are like friends and the the landscapes are like friends and you know when they start off and then they stop at the inn and and i have that same thing it's, it's set in more or less medieval times and then i quite often will then you know put the book down and be like oh my dishwasher's beeped. What's a dishwasher? Like, it's a very strange... And I just... I've, I've never... I don't think that magic will ever... It's that magic I missed the most, actually, when I couldn't read last year. That that yeah. magic of being totally transported. And actually, last year was probably the year I needed the sodding escapism more than but also, going back to, any other time. Going back to that, what you, you talked about last year, but this probably ties in to what I was saying about those um, Jasper Ford Sorry, books. Sorry, I didn't mean to waffle. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite all right. But, um, I told you, tangents I know, this but, um, the, the thing that where you talked about um, the right time for reading a book, and say, I love, I love all of his books. And I remember my sister, after that I'd read all of the that and the nursery crime series my sister introduced me to a book of his called shades of gray and oh it's awesome it's completely different from everything that he's written before so 
Okay. However, I started reading it and I was like, what the hell? I, I don't understand. And I, I couldn't get into this book. And I closed it and I put it away. And it sat, bear in mind, it was a book my sister had loaned me. I was very conscious of giving it back to her. Steal it for years. However, it sat on my shelf probably for a good 18 months, something like that. Until eventually she went, have you read that book yet? And I said, oh, no, I'm going to try it again. So I, I took the book out. And the second time I picked it up and started reading it, like almost two years up, it oh. just, I sunk straight into it. It was... And the thing I find as well, actually, going on that point is certain there are I can't read like Jasper Ford's books one after. I can't read from the same genre one after the other, after the other, after the other. I I, I remember. Oh, I can. Yeah, I remember. That's really interesting. I got into reading. um, A good example is uh, the first book I was introduced to by Philippa Gregory was um, The Other Bowling Girl. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. historical fiction lovely book really i was wowed by it so i immediately grabbed the next uh the, i think i went back because there was one before it in the series before, yeah, so yeah, i yeah. went and grabbed that one then i got the third one then I, and by the time i got to the middle of the third one i was thinking oh i'm tired now i've read the same thing over and over and i did the same thing with um jodie piku as well i read one of her books then i read another and then another and because they're quite similar i know they're not the same they're different stories but the writing style and um so i think that's really interesting because i think that ties into both finding the right so the book the right book finding you which is mm. something i might elaborate on a bit further down the line yes. it's something that, that comes up a lot and something that i talk about a lot with with some of my friends from my, my library days finding the right book at the right time reading the right book at the yes. right time because the time it comes into your life is not necessarily the time that it's you need true. to read that book um but also the difference between reading for joy and comfort reading mm. Because for me, I will dip into series for comfort. And then if I'm having a really bad time, I will reread the entire series start to finish. And bearing in mind that my very favourite series in the world is a 14 hefty book. I think it's something over 4 million words long, the whole wow. book. Like it's a ludicrously long series. Um, and I've now reread it. I think I'm on read number 23. Oh my God. Um, like I have been known to read it more than once in a year, but I always read it at least once a year. But for me, I I can do both with that, but it very much depends on the mood that I'm in. So I, I would say, and I, for me, I think if I'm having, if I'm having like a, like a medium okay time and I just need a bit of comfort here and there, then I can pick up one of the books and then move on to something else. If I am having a really, you know, dreadful time and I really do need to escape life, I just chuck myself in and actually the... And this goes for, so one of my other favourite authors is Christina Jones, who's like magical realism. Okay. And um, it's like fluffy romantic fiction with a little bit of like magic going on in the background. And those, again, I can just dive dive in and read all nine, one after the other quite happily, um, without that fatigue that you've mentioned. So I feel like maybe that's to do with when 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 I'm reading, or maybe that is just our different reading styles. I don't it know. It could maybe be, because just... also the way you talked about there reading this book, uh, this series of books like 20 whatever times it was and it was what 14 books in the series or something did you say something yeah so it was it was supposed to be 12 and then the author died after book nine or ten i think and then he'd nominated somebody else to read his notes and with his wife continue um and then when they got to the final book the final book ended up having to be three books ah. because it was just too big to be one book <laughs> so it's ended up as a 14 book series so but yeah that um, 14 book series that would take me a year to read that so then I'd, there'd be no room for any of the other books so that's probably why i don't do a lot of rereading i'm very much a... actually i'd never really thought about that but yeah my, my record is 13 weeks to read the whole lot wow that's amazing. It normally, I would say it's normally about, about. I would say it's normally more like six months. Like I, I spend half the year reading that, yeah, and then half the year so reading other my, stuff. My thing is, I'm is weeks. very conscious of the pile of books I have in my to read pile, and all the ones that keep getting 
recommended to me and in my wish list. I, I mean, I've, I've probably got easily a good 200 books to read. Waiting. Waiting. Yes, and, waiting. And I'm waiting desperate to read them. And then more And they're new just books the ones that have already found exactly. you. Exactly. Then the more new yeah. books come out and people recommend more books to me that I have to get. So for every one book I read, I probably get four or five nominated, more referrals um, or, you know, nominated books to me. So I'm like, oh, okay. So now I've just made the pile even bigger. So I mean, I, I think I've now... Do you keep a list of? Do you keep a list of what's been, or that it's just kind of mentally? What, what's been read? Like, did you oh, say? Sorry, no. What's been recommended to you? Sorry, that was a very very discombobulated little. I either um, I have um, uh, I either throw them onto an Amazon wish list that I've got is a book oh, okay. Amazon wish list, um, and then every now and again, what I do is I go in there and go, oh look, you're nice and cheap. I'm going to buy you. So <laughs> this is the way I kind of went. Or. Um, the, I I immediately download them if it's if it's a a, a quick cheap book that I can and like they again they go into my unwanted Kindle that's a story about how I got that as well but um, yeah so they then they go and sit in and live in there so I end up with a whole b- bunch of books waiting for me. So how come your Kindle is always unwanted? Also also unwanted rather. Tell me about this. <laughs> well, so my Kindle was bought for me by Stu uh, in a bid to get rid of a lot of my books at home. <sighs> Oh, oh no, I wouldn't be okay with that. I would not be okay with I'd, that. I'd said for a long, long time beforehand, no, I don't want a Kindle. I, I love real books. I love the smell of the book. I love cracking the spine. I love all of that. Like yeah, 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 all yep, of that yep, stuff. Yep. It's one of my favourite things is opening a brand new book or even an old book. Um, and I went to Ireland to see my sister. And when I came back, he picked me up from the airport. And as I got into the car, he gave me a box and he said, this is a present for you. And I said, what is this? And I opened it and it was a Kindle. And I said, do you want to get divorced? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) However, it became something that I kept because I could see the benefit of it. And I, I, I came to an agreement that books that I knew I would only ever read once would be digital form typically and books that I wanted to keep and would probably read again and again and again would end up living on my shelf as real books that's that's is it really bad that I have quite a few in both formats (laughs) so I can read them out and about without carrying the you know four million words well yeah you don't want to carry a 14 book series around with you i suppose (laughs) i mean i I don't know i'm also intrigued by this because um so for me this is going to sound very counterintuitive but one of the things that people are always fascinated by about me and i don't really understand why because again i've always done it i read books everywhere Mm -hmm. by everywhere i also mean while hoovering while cooking it's impressive in the bath in the shower I have always read books in the shower. How do and you do that? Like, and that's the bit where people stop me and they're like, what? And I'm like, well, you just read in the shower. Well, bearing in mind my shit eyesight, this is always an entertaining. I think I, if I could do it without being naked in the shower, I would I would film it because it is a really entertaining. <laughs> for me, I've got it down pat now after this many years. Um, do you have like a I cover for it or something? I read constantly. And I'm, I'm known as well in my family. When I was little, if there were no books or magazines in the loo, when I went to the loo, I would read all the... Um, bottles yes. all the like the yeah. bottles of stuff because i just needed to read something i just need words i need words in front of my eyes uh but yes reading in the shower so i was a bit then sad when i got the kindle because i was like oh, electric probably shouldn't go in the shower my electric <laughs> you know these things these things are not it's ideal a fair point. Go yeah. 
I've discovered if you get a decent Ziploc bag, put the Kindle in it, turn the zip towards the bottom and zip it up, you can read the Kindle oh. in the shower. Which means less of my books have soggy spines now. Perfect. All of my books have, have soggy, broken spines and I won't read. So if I've got a book that is precious to me or has been um, gifted to me and has like a signature, so I've got a couple of signed books which people have given me, um, or if it's, you know, obviously a rare edition or a special edition or something, I will not take it into the bathroom because I don't, I know what happens to them. Yeah. I know what happens to yeah. them. Having said that, I'm not precious about the condition of my books apart from those few special ones because to me books are to be read yes and the more battered and mushed and bits of things dropped on them and if it's got shampoo on the outside cover it's obviously been a very good book because i wasn't paying attention when i washed my hair yeah. so that yeah and i feel like these are are i don't know i, I i'm i'm fascinated to know if, if you also read in the shower but the kindle has revolutionized my shower based reading well i think i'm gonna to have to learn now because that sounds fascinating but i'm uh, reading in the toilet is definitely something that i do quite frequently Always. in fact if you'd said you didn't we might have to reevaluate <laughs> our friendship so i'm, I'm good but with that i'm relieved you said as that. you were talking about all of that i was struck by a question so wait uh, because when you talked about soggy spines and things like that and and the the idea of books they're there to be read and i absolutely 100 percent agree with that but let's talk about bad habits with books because, I mean, when I said to you earlier on about cracking the spine, there are some people who would actually go, when I mention cracking spine. So I used to craft with books. I used to rescue them from the pulp um, pile at the library. And, um, and and I would I would cut words out of books and put them onto bracelets and stuff. And people found that horrific. They were like, you're a librarian. I was like, yeah, and it was going to get slushed and squidged and turned back into pulp. So I did that. I wouldn't do it with a new book, necessarily. I've been known to print my photographs on... Um, dictionary pages ah, um, yes, relevant dictionary yeah, pages yeah. as gifts for friends um i have been yeah like i books are there to, to be joyfully used yes. and, and i really don't think i mean i do have so i have got some really precious special editions i've got wonderland by kirsty mitchell i have got a fairy tale book which is illustrated by a dear friend of mine and signed in the front which is a folio edition folio society edition and i don't think you can buy it at either of those mm. anymore um, I have got a signed copy of, um, it's called Room at the Top. It's a, a series of ballet photographs by a photographer that I love, um, which I kind of ended up getting by accident and I treasure. Those those I'm very precious about. Those I barely let anybody look at because they're my precious. I look at them a lot, yeah. but they are my precious yeah. books. But But reading books? Reading books, I would say, are to be, I wouldn't quite say used and abused, but I actually find pristine books quite sad yeah i agree with that it's almost like they, they've not been loved yeah. enjoyed you know and... i mean I'm, I'm now at the point I'm, I'm at the point of replacing so the wheel of time that massive series which is by far my favorite series of the series that has kind of half defined my life i'm now at the point of replacing some of the paperbacks for the second time because they literally are just worn out and they're so thick that they do tend to bits fall off the back and but they're just yeah and of course i dunk them in the bath and stuff so <laughs> <laughs> probably not probably not the best looker after of books um but i don't feel sad when i have to pass those on and put them in the recycling and i do those i do use to craft with as well because actually and i mean the, the we laugh in the in the fan forums some people get special jackets for their collection and they're all beautiful and they look and they've got the map on the back and they you know there's literally a company that produces special jackets wow. for a special edition series of books Mine don't look like that. My my bookshelf is is a bit tatty, but I'm happy about yeah. the tattiness, Sarah, because they are all well loved. And like you, I only really keep books now because I've got I've got a house, but it's got. Turns out you can't have a house and just fill it with books. Turns out when you're an adult, you've got to put like furniture and shit in there as well. Who knew? Sensible <laughs> so, things like cleaning materials yeah. and curtains and, and it, 
also turns out when you're self-employed and you live on your own you cannot buy a 17 bedroom house just to fill it with books oh, man therefore i've had to be a bit more careful about what books i keep yeah i mean yeah. it's disappointing it's but you disappointing. know <laughs> so um so like you my my kind of um two reads and and slush reads go on my kindle and then um i keep my, my precious books but a lot of my precious books are quite battered because they get read a lot yeah. and i think that's do you reread then so talk, let's talk about rereading because i feel like that's that's quite a controversial topic as well i isn't it? do but i probably only reread maybe like one book um in a year uh okay. and the rest are all new books that i haven't read before that's fair mm. because otherwise you know i haven't got time carla of, while i reread these there's all these other ones piling up next exactly to me. No, I can relate. yeah totally I can relate. yeah i can't read as fast as you although having said that i have been trying to learn how to how to read faster apparently it is Ooh. a technique that you can learn um Ooh. yeah i remember diving into reading about reading about it last year um and it, it is a it is a process where you literally have to uh, speed up the, the 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 words that you're reading as you're reading them and running your finger under them. You are literally speeding up and forcing your brain and your eyes to keep up, basically. But oh, that's interesting. it is, yeah. It's, it's something I've I have been trying to do because I have so many books to read and I want to fit them all in. I'm desperate. I, I've been doing the Goodreads um, reading challenge for the last three years and they have been slowly increasing. I managed. What did I? That's awesome. What did I do last year? I did. Uh, I did twenty one books last year. I'd planned to oh, do twenty really books cool. in twenty twenty. Um, so this year I'm going for twenty five. So. 24 24 i'm going for this year so yeah but two a month yeah yeah yeah, i think it's quite nice i'm I'm on my fourth one this this year already so i'm quite pleased i don't count anymore but i I do like the idea of 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 keeping track but then i freak myself out when i realize how many i have read and what i could have potentially been doing in that time (laughs) no no don't don't do it anymore because as, as far as i'm concerned time wasted and i say that with inverted commas reading well, time a book spent time reading spent is never reading wasted, is never wasted time i agree i yes. agree but but i also use reading as a as my biggest procrastination tool so it's not wasted <sighs> but it is used in ways that maybe could or should be used in other ways if i'm 100 because i don't have a tv bear in mind i don't have a tv yeah I do have netflix and amazon subscriptions but only really because i pay for them so my mom can use them um i watch two films a year so my main relaxation hobby pastime is reading okay but it's also the first thing i turn to when there's something i'm avoiding so for example this week i have had approximately 83 things that should have been done this week and i have managed to reread an entire five book series because (laughs) that was definitely necessary this week i've read a book a day um it is friday i am about to finish it when i when i go in and have dinner just now i will be finishing the, the tail end of the last book of the series um it's been wonderful it's not been terribly productive so i think there is there is something there where i do use it as a bit of a drug as well so that's interesting to me because i see that differently i think for, oh. for, for me it's not so much it's a it's not a pro- procrastination and going by obviously knowing you and how you've been quite stressed and tired and everything in the last couple of weeks with everything else going on i think i feel like this fits in quite well but i don't think it's procrastination i think it's refilling the pot it's refilling the well because it, if you drain, it is also doing for that, me yeah, that's that, that for me that is what reading is. Watching Netflix isn't that because I can do that without really paying attention to it. Reading a book, there's focus. It's a meditation. You need to be in, don't yes. you? Yeah, and I can't actually. That's really interesting because I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. But you're totally right. And actually, now you've said that in that way, mm. that would explain why if somebody interrupts me when I'm watching something, I don't really care. Yeah. But if somebody interrupts me when I'm reading, I'm an angry person. Yeah. 
And I have heard this is not unique to me. I've heard lots of readers are like this. But I am. So, I hate being because you've literally pulled me out of a world. Yeah. You have. You have yep. yoinked me back to, and, and I haven't got time back to adjust it. back yes. to the world. Yeah. And I'm just not quite ready to be like. What was that? Um, and I know people, you know, who think I'm quite gentle and quite nice. Um, I mean, I am quite gentle and quite nice. But people at work, when they've disturbed me in my break in my previous day jobs, have been quite alarmed at how vicious I can be when they say, oh, and do you want... I'm like, I don't want a fucking cup of tea. Because now you've pulled me for the sake of a tea that I don't even want. You pulled me out of my book. And they're like, OK, I'll just go away now. But, yeah, they'll go away and you go back to the book and then they go, oh, but... And you're like, no! No! Yeah, definitely. And of course, you can't swear at your workmates when you're in a proper job. Because that's frowned upon. Oh. I was like, oh, it's so gross. So funny. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting one. But yes, I think filling the well... It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think as writers, which we both yes. are, but in different ways, yes. I think sometimes we forget that reading is a valid way of filling the writing It's For well. me, it's the main way that I fill my writing well back up. Okay, yeah. so you don't forget. You're more more switched on to this than me, clearly. <laughs> I forget that it's, it's a valid way of, of refilling my... Not my creative well necessarily, but in order to write, I need words. It's almost like you pour words in and you pour different kind, words out. Yeah, kind of. But also I feel it's... like, I say, I mentioned the word meditation there. For me, rate reading is almost like a meditation. It's you go, you go into another world. You are out of the world that you are living in and you are going into this new world. And um, being that meditation, it also is the point then it allows me to think about or not even think about, but to subconsciously come up with new ideas. That's when I get a lot of my ideas is when I'm reading. And it's not necessarily about the book that yeah. I'm reading. It's just allowed me to shut everything else out and get I would those agree. ideas in. Yeah, and actually, I think that's quite true. So part of the series I'm reading at the moment, there is some deaths going on. And that is allowing me to process some feelings mm. that are lurking yeah. and some worries and stuff. And it does. I think it, it gives you that kind of cathartic. Yes space Mm -hmm. which i think is sadly lacking in life when you're running around at 150 miles an hour trying to get everything done yes definitely and it does it slows you down especially as you you have to i mean obviously carla can shower with a book but you have to focus on (laughs) most normal people most most people (laughs) have to focus on the task of reading and can't do other things with it so well it's interesting i can shower with a book but audiobooks are a whole different kettle oh, of fish I can't and do someone an bought me well i love them but it turns out my brain loves them a bit too much and so when i first got when i first learned to drive and i first got i had a little micro with a tape deck that's how old i am <laughs> and i someone bought me i can't remember it might have been mum and dad it might have been my best friend i can't remember somebody bought me so i love philip pullman's northern lights series mm-hmm. And I was trying to read and I was getting really frustrated because between, you know, A-levels and boyfriend and friends and stuff, I wasn't getting a lot of reading time then. And so anyway, I ended up with this tape and it was it was a five or six tape um, extravaganza of the story. And you put them in one after the other. So I was like, oh, great, I'll be able to listen to it on the way because I had quite a long drive to school and back to sixth form. Oh, brilliant. I'll be able to do that. That'll be fab. So that was fine until around a week into this and I'd been listening and I'd been getting through the story slower than I would have liked because obviously but it was also lovely to hear the voice say, and the narration you're having to read at a pace that seeing. someone else is actually speaking it at but I wasn't having to do the reading so it's kind of okay yeah. I wasn't following along if I'd been following I would have found it really stressful just listening I'm okay with and it was only when I then forgot to drop somebody off and she was like you don't actually recommend you, you don't recollect any of the journey we've just been on do you and I was like shit no <laughs> And it, like, I'd driven her all the way to my house instead of doing what I usually did, which was take us from school, drop her at mine, have a cup of tea, and then go. And I'd just gone all the way home. And she hadn't said anything because she was also listening to the book, but also wondering when I was going to realise. <laughs> and it turns out I pulled up in my driveway and she was like, hi, I'm still here. And I was like, 
what are you doing here? That's weird. And I'd just been so absorbed in the story that I had no... And that really frightened me. So then I stopped and then I listened to it at Isn't home. Isn't it really instead. interesting? Because I don't get on with audiobooks at all. I have tried them, but unfor- I, I, I unfortunately have this um, knack of being able to tune noise and sounds out um, quite easily. Useful as a paramedic. Very useful, useful as a paramedic, yeah, but not yeah, so yeah, great with audiobooks. Yeah. Stu, yeah, on the other yeah, hand, yeah. he loves... He's, I, 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 I lament over the fact that I married a man, A, who doesn't like cheese, and B, who doesn't like reading. <laughs> I could live with the cheese because I also don't like cheese. I don't know if I could live with a man who doesn't like reading. He doesn't like reading. He he started a book when we started dating. Oh, how long have we been together now? 15 years. He hasn't finished it yet. Yeah. (laughs) She's she's pulling a face for everyone who can't can't see. My exes are exes for a reason. (laughs) Maybe not quite all that reason, but that might have been part of the reason. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a difficult book he was trying to read. It was it was a mem- memoir about William Wilberforce, and even I would have oh struggled God. with it. Yeah, but he he was enjoying hefty. it. But he's just not a reader. He he'll read books about his about his job as a paramedic and all the rest of it. But he's not. He doesn't read for pleasure. He just doesn't read for joy. No. And that's fair because actually, if it doesn't bring him pleasure, there's no reason he should. That would be like someone forcing me to watch films. Yes. I don't I don't mind them, but they don't bring me joy in the same way. That but you give him does, an audio book, so. and he is off and away because he will quite happily listen to an audio book. Oh, so yeah. maybe it's something to do with how we process. Yeah, I think so. Because I would always much prefer reading to to um, watching and listening, ironically, given that we're producing a podcast. But <laughs> Sorry, I'm happy speaking, I just don't like listening. <laughs> but um, that's really intriguing. Mm. And I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it makes me sad when people say, oh, I don't really read. Yes. If it's because they don't have time, I will always encourage them to find time. But often people just have been put off reading from, you know, an experience in their childhood. Often in school, they've been forced to read yes. something really dull in school, yeah. over, like four or five boring things in school. And then, or, or worse, one of the things that I've found quite a few people I know have said to me over the years, they have been put off reading because of Shakespeare, <gasps> because they had to read Shakespeare rather than watch Shakespeare. And that does my head in, because actually reading Shakespeare is much, I mean, it's still not my favourite thing in the world, but it's much more interesting. Oh, so much. After you've seen the play. Yes. If you've seen, because it wasn't it wasn't written to be read, it was written to be performed. Watched. Yes, absolutely. Performed. Yeah. And I think that's something that that lots of people are like. Oh, but you know, and I'm like, dude, the books that I read are nothing like Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Like, you should try this. And that was where I loved being a librarian because you could help people find the books that were meant for them. You could help the book find them. Well, and and that I really loved. That. That's a really good point to make there because actually, when I sort of say to people, you know, I love reading. I read lots of books. Blah 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 blah. And they always go to me, oh oh. So have you read? And they'll name three of the classics and i'll go no don't like those <laughs> i i mean i have because of because of my degree i've read a fair few of the classics but i didn't actually enjoy any of them. I, I let's say um, i got i read so half I of them and got through a lot of cliff notes let's <laughs> yeah also that also or that. watch the movie version um, yeah and i i don't think i i think if you enjoy i mean i've got a friend who absolutely loves jane austen it's literally one of her great pleasures in mm. life is reading jane austen brilliant I've read two of Jane Austen's books and that's all I'm ever going to read. They just don't do it for me. I'm going to say um, that's two more like than I have. Them. So, yeah. There you go, <laughs> see? Um, but she loves them and I'm really delighted. And it just, to me, that just proves that there are books out there for, for everyone. everybody. There is the right book Absolutely. out there for you. Yeah. But just because you don't love what you read at school, that shouldn't be a reason no. to not read ever again. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean... I don't know. I kind of want to say, if you don't read at all, you can start with, that's not my unicorn, its bum is too fluffy. That's an okay place to start reading, if that's what, you know, if that's what feels approachable. Is that actually a book? I'm not sure about bum, but there is definitely a that's not my unicorn. I've bought it for quite a few oh, of my little, I love it. My little nibblings. Um, there's, um, I think it's like, that's not my cow, its nose is too 
soggy or something. There's a whole series of them. It's great. Um, that's not my mermaid. Her tail is too sparkly. Um, can you tell I really like reading these to kids? <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what my point is. My point is I think everybody... It may well be that not everybody gets joy from reading, but I reckon every, there's a book for everybody. Yes, I agree. At with least that. one book for everybody, yeah, isn't there? Yeah. I think. Even if you only ever read that um, one book, yeah, yeah, you just have to find it. That's the thing. We should. I think so. But it's about finding. Actually, it. takes us really nicely back to the whole point about you know, if you're reading a book and you're not enjoying it, it is absolutely perfectly okay to say, "Hey, okay. I'm not going to finish reading." More this than book. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and actually i think you should start every book with that in mind yes. like if i don't like this i'm not going to finish exactly it. because there are just so many other things you could be doing Absolutely. and actually books i think the thing i'm also secretly really pleased with so um i studied publishing um so my, my english degree was only a tiny bit english it was actually mostly publishing and one of the modules that we studied was called the death of the ebook oh. because it was pre-kindle so it was the big chunky like nothing like the kindles of nowadays yeah. um and uh, this was in the early 2000s and the yeah the ebooks were not great then and they were talking about how you know the death of the ebook and how print would resurge and i always find it really funny that and and then then a few years later when i was working um and the kindle kind of arrived and everyone was like oh it's a book killer no one's ever going to you know libraries will worry because no one was going to borrow books i do remember this and actually I love, yeah i love that the industry and actually i saw a really interesting statistic excellent the other day sometimes sometimes my brain goes quicker than my mouth <laughs> can physically go um during covid book sales are up yeah more than some mad amount i will find the stat and i'll find the find it was a really lovely article um that people have bought books physical books um, independent booksellers have had a rise in sales yes. for the first time in eight years yes. or something ridiculous so there have been some good parts of this stupid pandemic yep. um but it i i love that that books are so powerful that even when something came along that could have killed them all it just made them more it did. there are now more books being released every year than there ever have been before and actually in digital and in physical form and i think it's wonderful well also like, yeah the beauty of kindle is that, that it has kind of opened up the market for people who couldn't get published by you know by publishing yes. houses and they've been able to self-publish now even if it is in kindle form i mean judging by some of the quality of the books i've uh, read that's not yeah, always a but good there thing are some but really i am good. all on board yeah, for self-publishing absolutely. yeah i do think that's a really good yeah. thing and i don't mean that in an awful way just that there are some i've read that would have benefited from an editor shall we say <laughs> um, that's you know a given but um yeah but no i think i think it's wonderful that that as a as an industry it's got bigger but then that i think makes it even more important that you don't read anything you don't want to because there are literally more books than you can dream oh, of ever out in the world ever yeah more more books than you will ever manage to read in your entire lifetime yes read. yeah i mean so many so much so that we have managed to spend almost an entire hour We've talking blown about books our 45 minutes any time of the books, the window, haven't but, we? but also we originally made a list of books we were going to mention and we haven't touched any of oh, them no. yet I, I did mention one of them I think I mentioned my favourite. Two. I, I mentioned two, actually, so ones. that's fine. <laughs> oh, there we go. So two each. We're not doing too badly. So what I would maybe say is we would love to know from you. We want to hear about your reading, your books, your favourite books. Um, there is a book club I'm about to yes. start in my um, my Facebook group, which I will link to for business books because that they can be easier to read together yeah so you can because you can kind of discuss think, them together can't you so. give, given this is clearly clearly a joint favorite subject i think maybe we might do some more episodes on books reading and related subjects would you yes reckon? please 
Yes, <laughs> I think that would be good. So you guys will also enjoy that um but we'd love to hear from you with what you might want to hear what kind of things you'd like us to talk yes. about are there particular books you'd like to know about or talk about or um books you've loved books you've hated um anything in that wide wide category of, of reading well, they, what they can do is about. they can come and join the creative uh, creative writing creative reboot facebook group because i think we're, we're willing yes. to this and we can actually set it up as a thread for like favorite books to share couldn't we so that is an That'd excellent plan. I will link in the show notes. But if you search Creative Reboot Group on Facebook, you will find us and we will let Amazing. you Amazing. Lovely. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to go and read now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a book to bed. Yes. That's, that's exactly what Absolutely, we should be doing. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks very Till much, next guys. Time, guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.